Welcome to R&R Showtime with Robert and Ryan. And today we'll be discussing Loki, Episode 2, The Variant. First impressions, brother? Uh, this is a great show. It's still a great show. Great show. Yeah. Um, you know, first episode was cool, but didn't really get me. The second episode here, this is where I was like, all right, excellent. Popping off. Like, the first episode was just a good introduction. We got our basis and we made understand everything we needed to kind of know to go forward, I think. But this second episode was like, okay, here we go. Real shit happening. And it's exactly kind of what I was expecting from the show, which is that is we are setting up the, the true moving into the future of the MCU with this episode, I think. I mean, the whole series, but this episode's actually like kicking that off. I would give both episodes an A score, like like not not A plus, not A minus, just solid A. Yeah, I I would you know something something about that first episode it wasn't like so amazing to me. You know, if I was gonna say something, it'd probably be like an A minus. Really, this episode was was an A. I would say like the only reason it's like they're not better is because there's like there was episodes of Wandavision that like completely like. The the I think probably episode four one division where we get the the big kind of reveal on everything definitely had me being like what like that was like a plus you know really or it, it was either episode three or four see but like that episode that episode is like an a plus I think it was episode four but like I don't I, honestly there are aspects to the TVA introduction of episode one that were almost to that sort of what factor like especially with like the infinity stones and stuff but like i i I think it like if you want to compare it to wandavision compare it as a pilot episode an introductory episode and it's a far better pilot okay yeah i would i'll give you that if you we use the comparison of pilots it's definitely better than that and it's also probably better than uh falcon and winter soldier opening so yeah um with that in mind i would say yeah it does have better i'm I'm just you know this episode yeah. you do you think is an improvement I, on an I already do. pretty solid foundation of the best pilot of the three yeah absolutely the you know pro- potentially the best second episode if you go just straight by episodes of uh of the well no because the second episode of uh of um falcon winter soldier falcon winter soldier also had a a decent you didn't like the second episode as much. Yeah. I liked the second episode more than you did. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't forget. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um. Uh, the second episode of WandaVision was yeah, yeah, just the another part of the pilot, essentially. Which all uh, Loki and Captain or Falcon and Winter Soldier are both hour longs. Yeah. So we, we have to really give WandaVision the credit of those first two episodes are like its first episode. And they were they were released at the same time. That was the pilot. And if you think about it that way, then the third and the fourth episode are like a second episode, which would technically make that the best second episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we look at it more like that, potentially, just because in a a sense, I think. The two two episodes are related to each other in a way. I wonder if they did WandaVision as 30 minute episodes to make it more sort of like basically harken back to those old TV show things. Yeah. And they've done Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki in hours because that's just what we're more used to. I think it's better for telling a story. To yeah. Do, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. of episode. That's why towards the end of WandaVision, they started getting longer episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Well, let's just uh, hop right into our recap. All right. So we start in the 80s at a Renaissance fair. I like how we started a Renaissance fair 
and then like the time comes in, it's like, and eh, it's Wisconsin, and eh, it's 1985. Like, or so, like at you first, start, like it looks like medieval, medieval times, and then it's just like Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, and then it's just like, nope, these are a bunch of nerds. 1985, and the TVA pops in. There's even like one lady who's like, "Hey guys, you gotta wear the right costumes. Some of us need this, you know." I yeah, I love how they're like, yeah, she's like, "Some of us need this, you know." <laughs> I don't know what was going on with her, but yeah, she seemed like, yeah, she, <laughs> what it really does make me be like, what? Yeah. What is a, what's, what's going on with you? Are you, are you okay? Do you need a friend? Like, I mean, this is 36 years ago, so hopefully she's gotten better if she's still around. Well, she's actually, her timeline has been erased and she's literally, that, that's let, specific she's not one. even dead. She doesn't yeah. exist anymore. So. That one is, but there's a, there's a sacred timeline version of her. Oh yeah. Hopefully she's doing better. Yeah, because no one ruined her Renaissance fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so TVA shows up at a Renaissance fair. They're tracking the variant. Into this like uh, tent uh, where apparently no one else at the Renaissance fair is at. I mean, I think because it, it was like they're like, I think it's like where they were supposed to do the um the job. Like, uh, it looks like like a like a for some sort of event because there's yeah. like seating around. Yeah. And the event hasn't started yet. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but so they go in there to track the variant and the variant like gets the jump on them and in the dark, like, you know, is able to enchant one of the, uh, mm-hmm. soldiers, which, um, is, a uh, is technically like a new power for a Loki. Um, but I mean, he, it's a variant, so we can understand that maybe they have a different power, Yeah. but Loki could not enchant before without the, the, the mind staff or the, or the the Chitari staff or whatever, yeah, you know, it, Loki the scepter. staff. Yeah. Loki staff, the scepter from, uh, Avengers, the first one. Yeah. Um, and so that's not like a power he had himself. It was something he, you know, used an, an item to, to do. Um, so it's interesting that this variant has like a potentially different, like entirely different or, um, you know, at least a singularly different and, and powerful, um, uh, uh, power that yeah. our Loki doesn't. Yeah. So, Loki is able to enchant one of the soldiers and a fight is engaged between uh, the who is actually the captain and uh, her two other hunters. Yeah, that she's are with her. able set to the tune of I need a hero by Bonnie Tyler. We get a nice little action sequence of her fighting her fellow soldiers and then being dropped only for the Loki to come in and take out the last of her teammates and then takes her with the takes a hunter yeah like yeah. drags a hunter with her um her her yeah. them yeah. her that yeah oh no Spoil- yeah spoilers ahead yeah hopefully you've seen the episode please you know as we said before don't don't listen to this podcast if you haven't already seen the episode yeah um so nonetheless that variant loki takes the hunter with them and then we're brought back to the TVA where uh, Loki is being uh, basically quizzed by Miss Minutes and who apparently apparently Loki is studying up on some TVA information and stuff, just trying to familiarize himself with the sacred timeline and all that. And then uh, Mobius comes up to uh, take him to the same uh, uh, place in uh, Wisconsin, this uh, same time variant episode to investigate uh the other loki's crime scene yeah and loki sort of starts taking him on like uh he, he starts like explaining something he's like well you know this would be and blah blah like he he, he starts like putting on a kind of a ruse to try and trick them and maybe get what he wants which we're seeing he, he wants some kind of audience with the timekeepers 
and we don't quite know why, but I mean, we could theorize, you know, he wants to, he wants to overthrow them. He wants to convince them to do this. He wants to, you know, he's Loki. He's the God of mischief. He's trying to get into some shenanigans and he's basically wasting their time. Yeah. Right. They could be pursuing the variant or something and they're not. And he wastes their time and gets closer to the red line. But Mobius ends up figuring it out and, uh, they just prune the timeline and get out of there. And Mobius is taken to is go, goes to a, a Judge Renslayer's office basically to be scolded because he failed the mission bringing Loki along. But he manages to convince her to uh, keep Loki on. Yeah. And so he kind of goes out and he sees Loki again. And Loki's sort it's almost like he's like trying to explain himself. And I like I like uh, this is another like interaction where I actually really like uh uh, Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson and uh, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. You know, Loki and Mobius, like they're the, you know, the actors acting together, this like sort of like Loki kind of like skids in there from the side and is like walking behind him and like kind of going back and forth. And you get this like it's reminiscent of like a scene. I've, it's like almost a trope kind of scene I've seen in multiple things before movies and TV shows where you have this person that's like trying to deferentially follow a character that they've pissed off and they're trying to like make it up to them. And it's just like behind them back and yeah. forth movement while the other person is not paying attention they're walking away and and like I've, I've seen the scene before and it like just plays really well and i kind of liked it one thing that i've heard like bandied about online is that the falcon in the winter soldier before it came out was like people thought it was going to be like a sort of like buddy cop comedy type thing but this is a much better example of buddy cop comedy between Loki and Mobius. It 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 really it does actually come off that way. And this is something I a criticism I had for Falcon Winter Soldier where I was like, it just didn't seem like organic. It didn't really feel like they were buddy cop. You know, I, yeah. I said I made that comment a few times where I, I just didn't feel like I really got that from them. And this is where I really feel like I feel like their their con- more connection, like where uh, um, Mobius is like the straightener, like I'm the literal cop here and da da da, but he's working with the criminal to like find the, the real bad guy. And, and I really get that, uh, that play. It really does work a lot better for me here. And one thing I also want to compliment Owen Wilson on is, and I, I recognize that these scenes are shot further apart, but I just like the, basically the difference between how Mobius is, uh, talking with and speaking with uh, Judge Renslayer versus how he comes out and starts talking to Loki. Because with Renslayer, he's like putting on the charm. He's like, hey, you know, you know me? Like he has a smile on his face. He's like, he, he seems like he's not that stressed about the situation. But once he leaves the office, he kind of reveals that he is kind of upset about what Loki did. And it is a bit, he is a bit aggravated. But that's not something he was able to operate with with the judge, but he's able to use it to basically motivate Loki. Yeah. And, you know, through their exchange, Mobius kind of makes it clear that, hey, you need to stop fucking around. Like, you don't really get another choice and chance here. And like, if you don't like do something or produce a result or be useful, like you're you know, you're dead, like you're gone. Like, you know, we have no use for you uh, if you aren't helping us, you know, move forward towards our goal. So he kind of takes Loki. He says. Here, like, take the stack of papers, go through everything, see what you can find, figure something out, figure out how we can how we can catch the variant. Um, and Loki starts going through these stacks of papers for you know some indeterminate amount of time, basically forever. I mean, time works different than the TV. And then he gets bored and goes to see what other files he can take a look at because he's like he's not finding anything in the Loki files. Yeah, and of course he's like, I need all the information on the timekeepers. I need all the information about the beginning the beginning of time. 
How about the end of time? They're like classified, classified, classified. And he's like, what can I see? And he's given this small amount of files related. I, I, I don't know specifically what it was, but basically related to him, I suppose. Yeah, something and- that he would actually need to you know, be relevant and see. Um, I don't know if he, maybe they were giving it him Ragnarok. Like they were letting yeah. him see more about Ragnarok or his own timeline or something. He, cause he did was up there for Ragnarok though. He, this Loki has not seen it yet. Yeah. And so we do get the moment where he opens the file to Ragnarok and reads of the tragedy of what occurred. And he's it. Tom Middleston does a really good job, like subtlety, subtly, like showing like the pain of that realization in this moment, like his home on the sacred timeline has to be destroyed Mm -hmm. and tens of thousands are killed. Yeah. And it, I, I, what you said there, subtlety, right? It's not that he like has like a big burst of emotion, but it's this feeling of like Loki, a guy who, who we get the idea that this evil Loki has feelings, did feel for his mother who died and all these different things, but like has never showed it because he's always put on a facade. And we just get this moment of that facade cracking a little bit. And it really is just, um, yeah, it's, it's really excellent. This is why this, these episodes are, are elevated and do feel better than, you know, a lot of the, you know, some of the things from WandaVision and uh, like, you know, a good amount from Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like, just to say Andrew Mackey and Sebastian Stan did good jobs, but like, I don't think we ever really got even, even just in the first two episodes of locally, we've already got like a few of these like moments of like just really strong, subtle acting that I don't think we ever saw in Falcon winter soldier. Yeah. I, I, I was just about to say like we, we Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson alone are the two strongest actors we've gotten so far. I think Elizabeth Olsen gave a bit of a run, like in terms of quality, like uh, in parts of it, Elizabeth Olsen did do quite a good job. Um, but I think in two episodes, Tom Hiddleston is already like beginning to like sort of like mm-hmm. give her a run for her money. Yeah. Like moments I can remember that even would somewhat match up to this are like when uh, uh, I can't remember character's name right now. Basically, when when uh you know scarlet witch is sort of discovered that she's kind of aware of what's going on right after her uh you know kids are born monica yeah monica like confronts her in that moment that that is like a real a moment where she goes from that like the 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 turning her like happiness and like the i'm in this little like perfect world thing into the like you know you who are you like what are you doing here i like i like that change that was some really solid acting right there but like i i, I don't know if anything's really coming up to the caliber again it's all it's really about the subtlety the yeah. fact that it's so subtle, it's not overt. It's not like a big, huge thing because it's easy to for you to go from being really happy and everything's great to you're now angry and upset, right? Yeah. But to just barely show in the moment, you know, like this, just this little, like how how hurt you are by something without, you know, doing anything other than like just a a, a look, really. I think I think we can have a later conversation about uh whether elizabeth olsen or loki as a whole of either of their series maybe when we get to the end of loki we can have that conversation about who did a better all-around job Mm -hmm. at this point i do think tom is giving her definitely a run for her money but i think i think i think they're fairly close 
in caliber. I think Owen Wilson gives um, uh, Catherine Hahn a run for her money for supporting role. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I would like to see where the story goes because you have to keep in mind that Catherine Hahn is was basically doing this like weirdly fake thing most of the the story. So yeah, um, you we got to give her a little more credit that she didn't even get enough like screen time to like you know play out her role as much until literally the last two or three episodes. So that's um, true. Yeah, but yeah. But- moving on. Loki is, is searching these things. He's a little bit hurt by Rag- the, seeing Ragnarok, but in Ragnarok, he finds a clue and he goes to Mobius and sort of tries to explain the, like a theory he has about how the, maybe they can find the, the Loki variant. And in doing so, he does unspeakable things to Mobius's salad. Truly, truly unspeakable things. Um, but he, he basically gets across the idea that like the variant is hiding in major catastrophes like you know world ending catastrophes because nothing you do right before everybody is destroyed matters there can be no variance uh you know in the timeline when everything is about like no person can you know do anything that will change anything um and so they basically take a quick jaunt to like prove the theory um and go to pompeii right before the volcano is going to explode and loki literally like runs around and is like you're all gonna die and like i'm from the future and blah, blah 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 you know says things that clearly would you know could split something off and, and do something, but Mobius studies it with his little meter and says, no variance. There's no variance energy because all these people are going to die. Like, yeah. The, the, they, even while they're there, we see the, the, the cloud of storm of ash and like volcanic, uh, eruption coming their way. And yeah, like these people, their lives changed a little bit, but their lives are about to end. Yeah. So it, it can't, it can't branch the timeline. There's nothing, which I mean, it's interesting. That it makes sense, right? Like if you arrived at certain points in history, there's nothing you like, if you arrive right before a person's going to die and tell them, you know, that they're going to die in five minutes, but they don't change anything. Nothing changes, right? Like it doesn't, you know, they're going to die pretty much the same way. And then uh, when they return from Pompeii, uh, Mobius has a thought, a memory from visiting, uh, the little the little child that saw the Loki variant who had the pack of gum and they were able to deduce that that pack of gum was only sold in America between these certain years mm-hmm. and they were able to find an apocalypse within those years and they tracked it down to uh, somewhere in uh, Alabama I want to say uh, yeah hurricane in Alabama. 2050 yeah that basically wipes out wipes out this uh large mall uh superstore type place mm-hmm. yep oh hey before we get too far and keep going here i want to go back and mention that during their conversation uh there there's a point where loki and mobius have a whole conversation about jet skis yes yes i, uh, I can't believe i forgot the jet ski yeah the jet ski man it's huge it's super important it's gonna be a big deal later like jet skis are it's definitely Look, a hint at the end of the in the 1990s a man created the perfect um uh uh fusion of uh form and function <laughs> that we call the jet ski yeah i i just want to get back to it because i feel like it's just a funny interesting thing that sort of gives like um it gives like a perspective on mobius because we don't really know like what the people in the tva are like yeah i mean okay so like you know i've, I've read some things I, I know that mobius in the comics is supposed to be like a clone um but we see a lot of different people in the tva like it's not like all clones of one person it would actually make sense that they just clone one guy and had like a million of the same person or a bunch of the same ish people um but we don't know what they are are they like people taken from 
points in history or are they people taken from the beginning of are history? Are they not people at all? Yeah, like what are they? Are they aliens? Because they definitely seem to have motivations and feelings and mm-hmm. like they operate as normal people do. So that is yeah. a good question to raise. I All I know is that we as a society deserve to see Owen Wilson riding a jet ski by the end of this series. I, if I don't see <laughs> Owen Wilson on a jet ski... Uh, I'm gonna boycott. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm canceling my tickets to Black Widow. Absolutely. I'm not seeing any more Marvel. If they, they, I'm gonna. I'm gonna demand to see Owen Wilson on his damn jet ski. So I'm throwing away my Disney movie collection. In fact, like, in fact, if it's I'm not, done. if it's not Mobius on a jet ski with Loki riding right behind him, I mean, we can. A man can dream. Hugging him around the middle with his with his head rested on his shoulder. <laughs> As a as a as Mobius one handed pumps his fist in the air and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll I, be pretty disappointed. I mean, <laughs> Disney knows that they have to give us that now. Yeah, even I, if they do, even reshoot, if they, go yeah. reshoot, fix it, go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> nonetheless, yeah. So we get to the uh, the the rocks cart, um, which I I think I saw in something online that like apparently rocks carts like featured all over like uh, it's it's like a Marvel canon thing that's in a bunch of the movies and uh, stuff. So like it's it exists, you know, it's not just like we, we didn't just it wasn't just made up right now. Um, it's existed in the Marvel cinematic universe with little hints around the places, though I've never noticed it in any prominent way. Or I can't remember it. Um, and we have, you know, a full team Mobius and Loki uh, with Hunter B12, right? B-15. B-15, yeah. B, uh, B-15 are like leading a squad of hunters in there and they go in and engage. And uh, we kind of have like a split up and it's Loki and Hunter B-15 and Mobius leading the rest of them. And uh, almost immediately, I mean, Loki and Hunter B-15, they, they spot someone that's like looking for stuff and they're like, you know, could this be him? Like, you know, in disguise. And, and sure enough, I mean, they basically approach. It's funny that they approach and they seem ready, but then it was just like, bam, gotcha. Like yeah. how, you, you expected it. How did you really get tricked by that? I mean, well, because they weren't. She wasn't about to just randomly prune like a random guy. She, I think, part of her was like she wasn't sure, and they don't know what his power. They didn't know he could. She, they, mm-hmm. they didn't know this Loki right. could enchant. You know, here's the thing, and this sounds really terrible, but if we know all these people are about to die. For sure. Why not just prune him? I and be uh, safe. That's fair. Yeah, like it, it actually literally would change nothing. It's not like you're not doing something you're about to do anyways. If you're going to reset this timeline, uh, which actually I guess they're they're not going to reset the timeline. It's just going to no, sorry they're not going to reset it. But again, this guy's going to die. Also, though, if they prune the Loki, then they don't know that they've pruned Loki. But I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. They wouldn't know. They'd have they have to capture it so they can. And plus, plus, I guess they have a thing like they give they give them trials, right? Yeah. So I mean, um, some people get trials. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, they at least capture them and bring them into the TVA when yeah. they when they do it. So there's like at least a facade of a trial, even though it seems like the outcomes are essentially predetermined. So yeah. You know, um, but the the guy was being possessed. We now see that that power again from, that we saw at the beginning, and he takes over hundred B fifteen, and we get Loki. Speaking to Hunter B-15, but uh, really who's controlled by the variant Loki. Yeah. Um, and so they're start having this monologue, but it's really, um, sorry, dialogue. Yeah, yeah because two, Loki's two responding. Yeah. Um, and, and really not actually getting a lot from the variant Loki. The variant Loki's being very, like, evasive and uh, 
not really confirming or saying it. They're, they're just, it's, it's almost as if this Loki, like the other Loki, is stalling. Yes, precisely. Um, and we get cutbacks to Mobius and the Hunter team, and they're like, you know, they're like in the back in the in the hurricane shelter, trying to, you know, they're like, oh, what's going, you know, like, and we we see a little bit of this like difference in um, Mobius and the Hunters a little bit because the Hunters are literally just like. They're like, you know, we're searching for something. Get out of the way. Move. They just start going through people's stuff. And, and Mobius is like, hey, man, like, what do you, you know, like, chill out. They're, these people are afraid, but they don't need to be afraid of us. And he's like, who cares? They're all going to die. Yeah. And which and, is it, it shows that Mobius has a bit of a soft spot, which we already know. Yeah. It shows that he has compassion, but it's interesting. Like, right. Like, why? Why would he need? Compa- we, we've seen that also with him and the like the little girl interaction. Yeah. But it's and like, the fact that he is saving this Loki. Yeah. But why? What what does that serve the TVA for him to have compassion? I think in some ways this is actually interesting to think about because, you know, if you had a clone, right, you could just like program sort of program your clones like Star Wars, Clone Wars to just all be like, you know, a same automaton. You don't need them. You don't need them to have really a feelings, emotions and uh, thoughts of their own. They just need to serve the purpose. Right. So it makes me even in this moment, like consider like maybe they are like all maybe like all these people that work in the TVA are like all plucked from places like they're all variants or something like that that were just like boop we're gonna take you like wipe your mind and use you like mobius might be a detective in some you know portion of the timeline or or something or here's a big conspiracy theory that's going to lead into what i'm going to say later is that they're all plucked from different parts of the multiverse and like they were like you know they were like leaders leaders of different parts of the multiverses that used to exist that they plucked out and were like we're gonna mind wipe you and we're gonna use you to like keep your multiverses from ever having occurred again or something like that as like a it's like a backwards like justice thing, but I'll get more into that when we get to the end because I have a theory. Um, but so yeah, to get back into the episode, we have the the uh, variant Loki leading around our Loki, and this Loki, our Loki is like, hey, I'm gonna portray the timekeepers, and I could use you as a lieutenant. And this Loki's like, oh, cute. <laughs> you think, yeah, that sure, yeah. Yeah, the the variant Loki is just really clearly not impressed by uh, our, you know, Loki. At one point, even when our Loki refers to the variant as Loki, they say, oh, no, don't call me that. Call me looks down at this point. They've uh, taken the body of one of the employees of the store Mm -hmm. and he looks down and he's like, call me Randy. Yeah. So Randy Loki Um, and it's yeah it's we're, we're seeing that apparently this power is pretty unlimited like it's just like you know body that they are taking over touches another one and then uh touches another one and they can just keep transferring and the interesting thing is that it's not that it, it is that at the same time as they are controlling a body we also get little images of the variant loki walking around and they're like arming some kind of system we're seeing the grenades the reset grenades all being armed and they're all around and we get this idea like oh my god they're gonna like super reset everything here and like destroy the hunters or something like, you know, they're going to blow everything up. Yeah. Um, and basically our variant Loki keeps stalling Loki until they finally get to the end and sort of drop the facade. And we see finally that the variant Loki's face and it is woman, lady Loki, um, which I've heard theorized about like that. Uh, I think there's been a lot of like theories just offhand that it's that lady Loki was going to be in the series. Yeah. Or- because they, they saw this person's casting in advance and they thought that that might be the variant after last episode yeah i also i had seen like other theories where it was like um uh like it was gonna be like old man loki or like teenager loki like which which we see i think like 
when they're showing off like other variant Lokis, like there yeah. is like a younger version ish one. Uh, so there, there was like some theories about, like, and I guess those are in the comics though, like an old Loki, lady Loki, and like a teenage Loki are all in the comics and they're all like variant Lokis that from, from different multiverses or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and lady Loki, Randy, uh, basically uh initiates her plan and we see all the grenades basically begin to go off but then we see that all the these time portals open underneath them and they just drop into time portals and we see like you know it's i you know when they said like oh they keep ambushing our things and taking reset grenades like i was like okay cool so she's got like a dozen and but it looks like she has like a hundred yeah, they, it looks like there's dozens of these uh, reset charges that are being plopped into these portals and just being dropped wherever. Yeah, wherever. We don't know exactly where they're going until we get a a cut over to the TVA where, you know, a regular analysts are sitting there at the computers and all of a sudden it's like alarms start going off. And we see the sacred timeline, all these branches all at the same time are all just running off. And like they go in like full red alert, like they're sending out like hunters are just like streaming through time portals to go fix things and guys are calling each other like... We have a code double zero or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like, they're freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, there's like a, there's literally like a hundred different. We, we even see, we even right see the judge reacting to this uh, judge Renhold or what's her name? Uh, Renslayer. Renslayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, judge Renslayer picks up this. It looks like a sheathed, uh, sheathed sword or something. And I, I thought it was like another baton, like when they're pruning batons. Oh, perhaps. Yeah. But it's like on a display. So like it's like something. I think it's more like uh, she has it up. On yeah, the like she doesn't not. do that anymore. But she's like, this is a this is such a big deal. Like all hands on deck. Like I'm I'm going to go out and start, you know, doing the thing. But yeah, so they start dropping. Mobius is uh, seeing them drop through the portals and he makes it. He, he starts running. He's trying to find Loki like or because at this point they have no idea what's happening with Loki. They just know that I'm a. Uh, uh, they do find a uh, hunter B 15 passed out mm -hmm. and that uh, so at this point they're under the impression that maybe their Loki took her out or they have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so uh, lady Loki uh, sets those teleports off and then creates an another portal for her to leave through sort of waves at Loki and goes through the portal, but the portal stays behind a little bit and Loki gets up and begins to uh, contemplate what his next move should be. And it looks like he's going to go into the portal. And then Mobius comes around and starts running towards him and, and tries to get Loki to stop and not leave. But Loki goes through the portal and the yep. portal vanishes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, end of episode. So, yep. yeah, this episode had just like, I mean, we got we got the reveal of the variant. It's Lady Loki. Boom. What a, you know not like an insane reveal because i had heard those theories already um so which in some ways it's like hearing the theories online you know is in some ways a spoiler it's it's not a spoiler because they're all theories nobody has a confirmation we don't yeah. know yet and it's like we have strong reason to believe it's lady loki based on things that we should know um but you know it might have had more impact if i hadn't like already heard and suspected that somewhat uh it's mephisto yeah uh that, you know, hey, hey, maybe, yeah, it's Mephisto disguised that, as Lee. But that's, that's what people were saying in WandaVision. People were certain that that was the reveal, mm -hmm. and it wasn't. So yeah. it, uh, the theories, theories are only spoilers if they either came from a spoiler source or really, that's the only time that they're spoilers. Otherwise, it's just a theory. Yeah. 
a film theory, yeah. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The thing is, it's like, you're basically right. It's only a spoiler if it ends up being right. But even then, it's not a spoiler. It's the feeling is either, oh, my God, what a twist. And you're like surprised I, I or mean, it's I knew it. <laughs> I mean, spoilers have to have come from either someone who had inside access information and spoiled it like if someone just figures it out that's not a spoiler to me yeah it's honestly it's just part of, it's part of the, my enjoyment of watching these series where or any series I, I like being stimulated in my brain i like thinking and considering and like trying to come to a conclusion like sometimes. like like in game of thrones when the the theory that john wasn't uh ned's bastard that that theory was around for years and it wasn't a spoiler until we saw that it was the truth and then if you if you were to tell someone who started the series after that about it that then it would become a spoiler yeah. but for all of us that knew the theory before it happened it wasn't a spoiler because it wasn't confirmed until it happened yeah exactly um but so regarding theories all right back to what i had said previously okay so i had this idea right which is really that and this is like with little, you know, like I, I've seen some things like uh, from like talk about the comics. I don't I don't like go out of my way to uh, see stuff about Loki, but it's like inevitable. You know, I you just see it like on shared on like Twitter or on YouTube and stuff like things I'm watching just like they talk about it. Um, and I, I had this idea right after watching this episode. I was like, you know what? I think the timekeepers are like bad guys or something. I think they are, or maybe not bad guys, but basically I think the sacred timeline is just a timeline in which the timekeepers basically become powerful or something, or they are whatever they like win. Like I, they say there's a multiversal war and there was like, it was chaos and it was bad, right? Like they're all fighting each other. I think the, the sacred timeline is just the one where the timekeepers, their timeline wins and they become all powerful. Like they get, make a time machine and go back to the beginning of time. And then they make their timeline. The only one that matters. They're like, instead of like them losing or whatever which ties into what I was saying earlier, which is like that. And as part of like a, you know, F these other timelines, they literally like yank out people from all their, all those multiversal timelines and keep them as like, basically they're all variants. They're all literally little existences from other multiverses. And they like destroyed the other timelines, like fought them all. And they're like, we're the only timeline that wins. And so they go back to the beginning of time and make sure their timeline stays being the only one that ever exists. So I think that like, and all these people in TVA, like they just, they just follow the purpose. Like even, Loki in this episode is questioning like, you know, why Mobius does sort of what he does. Like you're just, you're basically just doing these things that you're supposed to, you don't really have a reason. Like you say the timekeepers are like, we keep hearing the timekeepers almost being referred to like gods. Like, yeah. Like with just blind faith. Like they, they say like they're doing the, you know, they, they're making sure everything's cool and we have to do this. And, and, and at this point we, we also find out through Mobius's conversation with the judge that apparently Mobius has never seen these timekeepers. Most people probably haven't seen these timekeepers, but the judge apparently has had access supposedly to see the timekeepers, though not often. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was kind of the, a theory that I was formulating before I basically watched some I, I, friends mentioned some things to me and they sent me a video where it put together stuff that like I was already thinking and, and gave me like stronger confirmations of my already theory like basically put some real names and things into it which if you if you you know please i, I would like to share because i thought it was kind of like like it all does line up and i think you know like part yeah, of the coolness on. of this yeah so um there's talks about how so like there's king the conqueror right which in the comics apparently and again like everybody can correct me if i'm wrong like whatever 
Uh, I'm just going to tell the best of what I've heard and learned. King Conqueror is like, you know, just a, a big, you know, uh, Marvel uh, villain that, but he is involved with time travel. Like he time travels to points in thing to like, you know, win against stuff. And it's like a mercy. He's part of a multi multiversal, like, you know, fighting sort of thing in the comics. And, and he's confirmed to be a part of the MCU already. He's supposed to be in a, the next Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. In quantum mania. So, uh, in the comics, they basically say that like Kane the Conqueror and like Ravana Renslayer's original, wherever she comes from, is that she is like a consort of Kane the Conqueror. And so like they are tied together. Right. Uh, I saw a picture of Kane the Conqueror and like before it even got to this point. Right. I was like, that looked familiar, sort of. Right. I think that Kane the Conqueror is. And again, I'm really regurgitating something I saw somewhere else that's confirming what my theory was. I'm putting the names and faces that Kane the Conqueror is one of the timekeepers or he's all the timekeepers that like there aren't three timekeepers. It's really just one of them. And like the, he made three. So it didn't seem like it was one all powerful being. Um, and that Ravana Renslayer is like a right hand lieutenant and knows that the plan is to basically make sure that the sacred timeline, which is the one where he won, where he beat the multiverse, like. The multiverses fought were fighting King the Conqueror from trying to destroy and win and be the only timeline that exists. And he won. And so he went back in time, created the TVA to make sure that his timeline stays being the one that wins. And that Lady Loki is a variant that existed from one of those multiverses and like existed and like hit out within the whatevers like long enough to perpetrate their plan or whatever to basically bring back the multiverses like that uh, the harmonious way of the of the universe is that multiverses exist and the TVA is actually like not uh, like one timeline existing is actually not how like things should be that there should be multiverses that they should exist and it, uh, Lady Loki is really just trying to reinstitute like multiverses like allow them to exist again uh, or or even maybe like in a sense that she's trying to tr bring back the chaos of multiverses and that like that is good or in some way good or something like that. Um, so yeah, that's basically uh, like, I already suspected the timekeepers weren't good and that they were just protecting their own timeline. But now adding the theory that the timekeepers are King the Conqueror or he's one of them and he's just protecting the timeline where he wins and Ravon Renslayer is in on it uh, because that would be track with the comics a little bit. Honestly, yeah. The only thing, the only thing that I now question is if it's going to be one of those things where the MCU knows what we're going to think and puts all the pieces out there for people to think that only for it to not be that. Like when we get the reveal that it's not King the Conqueror, that it's someone else, maybe this time it's Mephisto. Who knows? Um, uh, but uh, yeah, maybe yeah. they're going to subvert our expectations a little bit, but I think that they're going to draw from the, con I think in some ways they're going to, I think it'd be cool if they subvert it a little bit, but I also think that they, you know, are they're, gonna they're laying the groundwork. I think your idea is definitely a good one. And I think if that happens, even if you reveal it in advance, again, this is, it's the kind of thing where like, that sounds like a good enough direction that I would be happy to see that, even though I already maybe am now going to see it coming. I would still be happy, especially if they execute it well enough. Mm -hmm. Another thing uh, that I, I had learned from... Uh, basically a review recap I had watched of the show is apparently some people online found some detail. I think it's in like a translation of like the cast from a different region where the actress for Lady Loki is 
because uh, in English it, she's listed as the variant, but in another language it translated to a name that, when referenced to the comic books, uh, is connected to a different character, not a Loki variant, but an associate of Loki's, the Enchantress. <laughs> oh, the Enchantress, like the Enchantress. Not to be confused with the DC Enchantress. I don't really know much about you. Did you like learn more about who the Enchantress I, is? I or? don't know a lot about them, but basically to my understanding, the Enchantress, the Enchantress is either an associate, a pupil or a creation of Loki. Oh, okay. Hmm, interesting. And so in, in some ways, maybe we're getting a rep, not just, this this Loki variant isn't just a Loki, but is like literally I mean, obviously it's literally supposed to be a different thing. So maybe she's supposed to represent what the comics say. Like this is the Enchantress in the comics, and this is how we introduce her. As yes, a thing. yes. So this it could still be Loki. Like she could still be a variant of Loki because the MCU is going to maybe take a different spin on it. But it could be a form of this character. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's I, I think that'd be interesting to, to see. And the fact that our, we've already seen her exhibiting Enchantress powers. Right. That that just makes sense. So that's another thing where it's like maybe that's who this character is. And I don't know a ton about this character, but maybe her motivations are going to play into it because I do believe she is a villain within the comics. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that's actually really interesting. I didn't I've never heard that. And so it's kind of cool to to learn that, too, and uh, see how they're I mean, again, I see I like the, how the MCU is going to basically they're going to try and give us what we want. Right. I think in some ways they're going to give a like they're taking I mean, like all the things they've done so far are taking from what the comics are and honoring, I think, you know, some of the heart of those things, but making them fit not only into the MCU but also using them in the way that they want to drive their, you know, the, the cinematic universe forward. Um, and so, I mean, it's cool that they're going to incorporate her in that way. Uh, uh, you know, like j it's kind of like in Captain Falcon Winter Soldier, how, uh, you know, the other Captain America, like in the comics, apparently he's like way more brutal. Like his, his parents die and he starts just like killing people yeah. and basically goes like full evil and then becomes like U.S. agent, which is also part of like the Dark Avengers. And they're like, you know, and he's basically like evil. But in this one, it's like he didn't go like he didn't go like stupid, like ridiculous evil where we're like, oh, my God, you're a bad guy. He just did a bad thing they, and kind of fell from favor. The MCU has been subverting expectations about comic book characters since Iron Man 3 when the Mandarin wasn't the Mandarin. Yeah. And so I I would like to see them perhaps subvert expectations. But I also say that I like this theory and I kind of like I, I think it would make a lot of sense if it actually goes the way I mean, I think it'd be cool if I, I feel like that seems logical, what you're saying, because that that translation that she could be the Enchantress um, or at least the equivalent character in the MCU to that villain in the, um, the, uh, comic the comics. Yeah. But I, I feel like this it makes sense. I mean, I, I've said before that this multiverse like this, this show is really going to be like our branch into what the future of the MCU is. And if King the Conqueror is going to be potentially like one of our big, bad evil guys of this new phase of the MCU where we're qu clearly we have multiple uh, like at least two um, movies that we can for sure know multiverse of madness and quantum mania like quantum mania. I mean, what does what that mean more than that? We're dealing with some straight quantum, like multiversal, like, you know, like, you know, crazy things and multiverse of madness. We're having directly in the title and Spider-Man, no Spider-Man, no way home. We're almost like no way home being your timeline, getting back to your timeline, being a part of other things. Or, I mean, well, that one could just be he's 
become a pariah, he can't go back home. Yeah, so. may, maybe that is it. But I, I really think it's going to be like tied into multiverse. We already have these things with, um, you know, the the other our other Spider-Mans who are supposed to appear in the Doctor Strange movie, not the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but yeah, multiverse of madness. Like, pull yes. them in. So I, we'll, I think we'll, it's going to play into No Way Home as well. Maybe we'll see. May or at least a post credits thing. But here's the question: Multiverse of Madness. Do you think that that multiverse of madness is the multiverse that's being created at, in this episode? Or is it an even more branched out multiverse of madness that is linked into the Scarlet Witch as she's doing her thing? And what? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I think it's this sets up those those movies and like what we're doing ahead of time and to introduce Kane the Conqueror right now. Like, here's the thing. In a multiverse of madness, in a in a um, uh, quantum mania, in a like you know no way home where I I think there's gonna be multiversal things in in, in movies where there's um, what, really we'll just boil it down this in a movie with multiverse of madness, where's the TVA? That's the question. I don't think I think they I think by the end of this series they're probably destroyed. Like they're they're not. I think like the people in the in the TVA are gonna realize like we were all plucked from other multiverses like. And that multiverses are like a natural state. Like they're, it's going to like turn the whole thing on. the. On, I think the TV is going to like implode on itself. But is it just going to be the TVA? Because we saw that it's this big place. So there's other like areas of the TVA. Like, like what are the, what are going to be the ripple effects of that? Like these people, like sure, maybe they stop protecting the sacred timeline, but like, what are they going to do? If your theory about them being all mind wiped when they realize who they really are, what are the implications of that? It's just, it's such a daunting like thing that we're still just on the precipice of. And the fact that the MCU has uh, been able to get to this point is really like, Endgame was already like an achievement of cinema, quite frankly. Yeah. I, you know what? I remember when Avengers came out and that was the biggest deal in comic book movies. Mm -hmm. And to think that that movie was such a big deal at the time is like almost like cute compared to like compared to Endgame. But like this is now making Endgame start to look like that first Avengers movie. Yeah, a little. I mean, like, yeah, we got a huge thing where we're like, all right, all these all these things that we watched and tracked across all these movies are going to come together. Now we're getting the potential that we're going to be seeing stuff like again, like the what I think a lot of people heard about that the Spider-Mans from these other Spider-Man universes are going to be pulled in these things that we could potentially be getting like we're, we're talking getting the X-Men pulled into the the MCU and like like we know that sony and fantastic four are going to be in there yeah exactly like we're getting we're, we're getting even more heroes pulled in but also like the same different versions of heroes that we've uh, grown up with i actually i think i saw something on facebook about someone theorizing that dr uh, doom is going to be in uh one of the upcoming uh movies like as the secret bad guy oh well that would be kind of cool um, from what I understand, like Doctor Doom is like one of the like greatest villains exactly. of all yeah. the all the comics, and we've never gotten him done well in a movie. Yeah, he's always just like, no, I have electric powers. My face is metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, and I didn't really know. I mean, again, my naivete, not really knowing a ton about comic books, like never really understood the depth or like the magnitude really of what Doctor Doom is in the comics like that he is like one of I the think he wields the infinity gauntlet at one point yeah like he he's actually like so powerful he basically like unstoppable like he he 
like beats like everyone i think at some point like yeah. it's it's like like he breaks his own timeline they have to like it, it goes it goes like multiversal like there needs to be other versions in other timelines that have to come to stop dr doom kind of thing so there's just there's multiple potential like game-changing villains that are coming into this in the multiverse as a whole coming into this it's just daunting quite frankly like but it i if anyone can do it it's 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 uh kevin feige and at disney they're they've they've done it so far and i have no reason to think that they're gonna mess up going forward there's just so much for relying on it if they do mess up then it's not the it's not like the greatest tragedy like we've already gotten so much good but they're still just hitting stuff like well enough like falcon and the winter soldier if you want to say like maybe wasn't the best thing in the world to me but like by the end of it i was still like yeah captain america yeah i mean no for sure yeah even if it wasn't great it still hit some some of the notes that we really wanted to see and yeah, I mean, going for it, this is just, is it everything that Loki is setting up for is going to be making the MCU huge. So what I've said, we're going to see it more and more. We're going to be seeing like, I, and again, I, I believe that like my King, the conqueror, I believe my King, the conqueror theory. And I believe that the TV is going to un unwind. And then like, there's going to be like a, the people, like, I think Mobius is going to like turn on or be on like Loki's side at one point. I think Loki's going to be like, your timekeepers are not good. And like, you need to trust me on this. Like, cause we already see him diverting from like the hunters are all pretty much like murder, like destroy anything that's like bad. And the, you know, the Casey, like the analyst guy, he, he's like, whatever. I just, you know, like, like he, yeah. he doesn't know like agency. He doesn't really, it doesn't matter. Like he just does whatever he's kind of told to. It seems like everything the TVA like are like pretty inalterably just doing whatever they're supposed to be doing and doing what they're told. But Mobius has like a, a variant you know, sort of identity to him. Like he, are, we already see him kind of doing these like things that are out of the ordinary somewhat like, you know, this little bit of compassion for Loki and, and things. And, you know, it's like, and, and what, what even is he? He's like a special agent of the things. So yeah, maybe he has to think like that to, to, you know, he has to think in a variant way to like catch variants. We get, we actually get a little bit of dialogue about how he's not the only agent reporting to the judge. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, we don't know enough about the hierarchy of this place, but like to think like, uh, like it, we can guess that he's basically like a detective. Yeah. If the other ones are just normal beat cops, the hunters are cops. He's mm -hmm. a detective. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I think another theory is that, yeah, like Mobius is going to join, like Loki's going to make like a, a plea to him and be like, Hey, you need to understand like these things, like everything's not what it seems. I'm not trying to trick you. And it's going to be like a real, like, like, is he trying to trick me? And like, it's going to be like a weird like thing, but I think Mobius is going to end up siding with Loki and they're going to like go against or try to like write the, whatever the timekeepers are and the TVA is going to implode. Like it's going to straight be destroyed utterly because I don't think that that power can keep existing in a multiverse at all like how can there be a tva if there's a multiverse like how can there be a thing that's essentially outside of the multiverses that can like walk in and, like just like in with a grenade that they apparently just have tons of destroy all of you know yeah like that timeline i so i want to sort of set on it's interesting all the things we've talked about in this episode of loki the thing we've talked about maybe the least is loki <laughs> oh yeah which that's right. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. So if if this is all part of King the Conqueror's uh, grand design, 
and this enchantress has her schemes cooking and she has something going on and the TVA has its plans. The one thing we can guarantee is that this Loki is going to get in the way of someone's plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hey, this echoes back to what he said. He's like, you're just like a, you're like a catalyst of chaos. You know, he said like you, all you do is like make other people rise to their better occasions and stuff. And I think I, I would like to see them maybe do a subversion of, of, that, like that moment, Moby is saying, this is all you were good for, right? Like this is a moment where I think Loki is going to subvert that or he's going to he's going to turn that over, right? He's not just going to be an agent for other people to become their, uh, you know, their best selves that he's going to become his best self during this series and and or maybe even be, I don't know, like I guess maybe he might fulfill that role also. Like it might be saying he will fulfill this role, but also we're going to see him become his best self during this. Like he's going to like see maybe what the other Loki's doing and like side with, I get it, I get it. I think it's going to, he's going to be like, I'm going to change you Mobius. Like I'm going to change you into your better self, which is a self that recognizes the truth here. We still have time in this series, but do you think that this Loki is going to join back into the, the, our, our, our sacred timeline universe that we've been following? Is this Loki going to be able to rejoin into that world where he is Loki is dead, but is this, is this character going to last past the series or will we, will this be the end of Tom Hiddleston? Well, one, I don't know if his, if his contract is up. So, I mean, that, I mean, but even then, I don't, I I don't think he was signed to the same kind of contracts as the others. I think he's like past the big, the stars. I don't think, he was put into those same early contracts of like guaranteed these this amount of movies. I think he's he's contracted based on what they put him into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if they have plans to keep him around, this is a. I mean, by the end of TVA, I think it's gonna be like multiverses exist, and it's gonna be like, well, Loki, go ahead and go do whatever you want now because it's all a multiverse of, of fuck and everything, you know. And I think he will want to go back to his universe, and I think we do get him reintroduced to his universe uh this way like him basically saying like you can't exist in your universe but how could you exist again if like the tva doesn't matter anymore like they're not coming to prune you because you can just be a variant in your in your multiverse now and and exist you can just be loki and continue existing now um so i suspect if again it's really about like what the there's that but then also i i there's the potential that like at the end he sacrifices himself maybe like he's he sacrifices himself to make the TVA blah like that's what I'm saying because because it's possible that this could be the final goodbye to Loki yeah so I mean I but he I, has a habit of coming back he does have a habit of coming back exactly so he he's the he's the variant that they see most often at the TVA he and certainly fans want to keep seeing him around I, yeah I think so I mean I. Watching him have his own show, you're only growing to like. I mean, if, if people didn't like Loki before, like I will say, I feel like there was a hype. I think it was like, you know, a lot of like fangirly, like people just love Tom Hilston. But like seeing him in this series, just in these two episodes, really has been like, wow, yeah, I'd like, you know, I could, I could really do with seeing him keep sticking around. I mean, to be honest, he is one of the best things about those first two Thor movies, mm-hmm. which aren't great movies. And he, for a long while, he was decidedly the best villain in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like up until like, uh, like when we got Killmonger and uh, 
uh, Vulture and those types of villains. Up until then, like Loki was really the only example of a good villain. Mm -hmm. So keeping him around, I just think is smart. But I don't know what Tom Hiddleston wants. And I don't know what the MCU wants. But if we see him in Thor Love and Thunder, or if we see him in the Multiverse of Madness, even before that, I'd welcome him. Yeah, totally. I would like to see him keep sticking around. Uh, so do you have any other thoughts or? Yeah, I mean, at this time, no, I don't really have much else I can. Uh, We're already speak a, on. a third of the way through. Are we? It's six episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Again, the one hour, the one hour, uh, you know, things they got to just kind of keep things moving. So that's I mean, here's the thing is like, I don't like we already have him like, boom, moving on to Loki. What I mean, what are moving in on, on with Lady Loki? How much more? I think one. Oh, just like a little couple, maybe like a prediction for next episode. I think we're going to get them and Lady Loki's going to maybe reveal her like this is what's going on kind of thing or at least some of like their their plan or why they're doing it. And and I think Loki's going to end up going back to the TVA and trying to like be like or, or I think Loki's going to betray her like it's going to be like I'm on your side. Sure. Betray her. Take her back to the TVA. But then really have like betrayed the TVA also, like getting that Loki inside and then get Mobius to join him. It's kind see, of how I'm seeing like I think things might go. See, like he's going to he's going to be like in, in it's going to be like a ploy for him to immerse himself more in the TVA and say, hey, look, I helped you guys get the the very I went after him and I, and I led you to her. Like, so you'll trust me more. And then like gets a little further in the TVA. And then the lady Loki's going to like, get, uh, you know, escape kind of. And I think we're going to see something like that happen. See, I just don't know if I believe that the, our Loki at this point will be able to get the jump on Lady Loki, but that's not a bad theory. I, I really am completely just like, don't even know what this next episode is going to look like, but it's going to be exciting. Do Are we going to see like a bunch of little bits of timelines that are getting ravaged? Like, what are these timelines? Like, what what specific did did the lady loki pick specific moments where doing this would have a large impact like is one of the timelines not gonna have uh captain america anymore did she go and like erase steve from the planet in mm -hmm. one of the timelines like we don't know and i'm curious to see i would also like to see and maybe in the next episode they're dropping into different multiversal like changes it would be it would be really crazy to like I mean it'd probably be too much like production to like incorporate too much too many like key scenes but like I'd really like to see stuff like they stop at they stop at Ragnarok or something like they're in the city while like something is happening and like maybe we just get like in the background like the big battle occurring and she's like look here we are like this is like blah blah you know we're I, I like it'd be kind of cool to see them dropping in on some multiversal scenes of stuff that we've seen in the MCU yeah um or maybe what would be even pretty cool is they drop they drop into a future date of something we've never seen I, and you know what the 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 timeline does show like all across it including parts that we haven't gotten to yet because yeah. clearly the, the timeline is past 2050 it's mm -hmm. past like 2099 because we've seen that stuff mm -hmm. like hinted at and referred to so yeah. oh and then this would be crazy right you said you would welcome seeing loki in the multiverse of ns what if we have them dropping into a future timeline that's in the multiverse of madness and it's later them standing there and then we get later when we watch multiverse of madness them being there where like some rifts are opening a multiverse and we see the exact moment of them like sitting standing there but maybe we're just watching it like as Stephen strange from afar i would love that like we just see a clip from a movie we haven't seen yet basically yeah, yeah. 
And that's here's the thing is when you get into a multiverse, you have to start like I, the, the Disney's got it out for them. Uh, cut cut out for me to say uh, in the sense that to really make these things play, you have to start be thinking ahead where like if there's going to be a multiverse crossover here, you we got to see it back here. If we're going to be playing with a future and a past and you can control the few, I mean, what you display in these episodes, you we, we need to see them like like being smart enough to really play them. And I think that would be so perfect if you're like, hey, past, present, future. You saw this thing in Loki and we're showing it to you here in, in Doctor Strange. You saw we see multiple moments in Loki and we're seeing them in Doctor Strange. We're seeing them in Spider-Man. We're seeing them in Ant-Man. Yeah, I think that's what I would. I mean, I, I, I feel like if they're really big brain about it, that's what we should see. I mean, they have they have all the money in the world to pay people to be big brained about it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but hey, you know what? There's going to be you know, there's going to be some Internet nerds that are like, actually, this doesn't line up to the timeline as established in this episode. But. I you know what I. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that does just about does it for this episode. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I got all my theories on record, so if I end up being right, I can go back and say I told you so. <laughs> all right, and uh, ju- just so listeners are aware, you may have heard a little bit of our special guest of the episode, uh, Thor, in the background. We apologize for that, but he's normally much quieter. Yeah, it's it's okay, uh, <laughs> you know. I'll chastise him. I'll make sure he knows his mistakes with with pets in affection. Correct. Yes, of course. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's it, folks. So uh, um, until next time, this has been Robert and Ryan. I have going. Yep.